Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. We are back. What has brought us back? It's an actual World Cup. It's a proper event. It is David, it is Matt, it is Alan. We are back on our semi-regular podcast, breaking down uh, the Scotland squads, the upcoming games against France, and looking back at the game at the weekend against Italy. Alan, have you got World Cup fever? Have you got the Panini, um, got the Panini album? I um I actually kind of forgot that warm up game was coming up. It sort of came out of nowhere. <laughs> I feel, um, especially just because obviously Scotland and Italy it seemed to be ahead of everyone else starting. So it was kind of this lone match, um, and on top of that, the game was so bad that if anything, it sort of reduced my sort of like World Cup fever a yeah. little bit. I but I feel the like revenue, yeah, the revenue side of it. But I don't know why we had that extra game. It was weird that standalone game. Yeah, 50k though. I mean, fair yeah. play. I feel like back in the day that would have got like 10,000 people. Oh, yeah. I distinctly remember going to like a World Cup warm up against like the USA in like 2002 and 2003, and it was, yeah, like 5,000 people there probably. Uh, Matt, how are you feeling? It? Is, it, is, it, is it bubbling in the, in the waters of Stockbridge? Can you feel the, um, the World Cup um, excitement? <laughs> Mate, I mean, is is it bubbling? Can you think of a better way to christen Scottish Gas Murrayfield than oh. a turgid, uh, <laughs> rain rain soaked, um, shitty win against Italy? Like that that is exactly what they were hoping for when they agreed when they signed in the dotted line. So I mean, if that if that's not going to get you excited for for the World Cup, then you know I think I think the game's not for you. Because it absolutely is not. I mean, we'll come back. We'll talk about 
Scotland versus Italy a little bit, but really looking forward to the real um, the back-to-back test against France coming up, where we'll, we'll learn an awful lot more about the squad. Um, and at the end, we are going to talk through the 33 men that we would take in our squads um, as well. But Matt, do you want? Do we want to start there? Then let's do a little bit of Italy um, while we're at it. It was the first of four games at. Um, Scottish Gas Murrayfield, my God, it sounds so... I miss BT Murrayfield. I never thought that I would miss BT Murrayfield, but they've gone and got probably... Let's do a bit on Scottish Gas Murrayfield, actually. Probably the worst sponsor they could have got, Matt? Thoughts? I, I know what you mean about missing BT Murrayfield, but... It rolled off the tongue. That's the thing. So, But then I think when it first got announced, we probably were thinking it was a bit of a joke as well. So... yeah. You never know. Maybe Scottish Gas Murrayfield bears witness to a few more victories over England, like a historic victory over Ireland, potentially. And then everyone's saying, oh, do you remember that day at Scottish Gas Murrayfield? None of this BT Murrayfield nonsense anymore. Um, maybe. I don't know. May, maybe. I'm probably grasping at straws. I quite I mean, like the it, Hive. I think the Hive is okay. The Hive at least sounds like it could be like the nickname of a stadium yes. because you're like creating a, a buzz sorry um but scottish gas murrayfield just it really sort of like just reveals the corporate nature of of naming stadiums in a in a pretty brazen way i think yeah i think people are broadly like quite accepting of the fact that obviously the you need to make money and obviously these are one of the yeah. one of the ways you need to do it but it feels like all parties just need to like not force like players to have to say it just because it sounds like so unnatural. <laughs> yeah. It's like when Xander Fagan's like, you know, when you pull on that shirt in Scottish gas, Murrayfield, <laughs> and you're like, he obviously never said that. <laughs> I think he said, I can't wait. We can't wait to be back at Scottish gas, Murrayfield. Like, yeah, that, that was it. That doesn't make yeah. any logical sense, but obviously he didn't say it. Yeah. It's all a bit, it's all a bit much. I, I wonder, you could make it S, the SGM or something like that. Like the um, like the MCG or something like that, you could shorten it. It could almost sound all right, but then Scottish Gas aren't getting their their bang for their buck, are they? So it's tough. I think yeah, it's I don't think, I don't think they'd be happy with that. They could lean into it though. Anyway, yeah, Scottish Gas Murrayfield, long live um, long live the SGM. Um, but Matt, you did describe it as a turgid, shitty victory against Italy, twenty five. 13, a lovely brace um, from uh, Darcy Graham. Josh Bayliss with some nice feet to go over for a third try. And our first proper look at Ben Healy um, pulling the strings at 10. Matt, was there enough in this game to actually tell us anything or was it a real sort of cobweb shaker first of the season, first of these summer tests? Yeah, I'd love to say that there were a lot of lessons learned but I think it probably was more of the the latter I think you know that the the squad they picked some unusual or unfamiliar combinations and the weather combined with just I think overall like and and, and time off as well no no game time for quite a while for a lot of those players like it was maybe always going to be a bit like that um but then I think you know the positives I thought that Healy in difficult circumstances looked pretty handy and and maybe just sort of um lived up to his potential of what people are sort of hoping to see from him um 
in both an Edinburgh and, and Scotland jersey. And he's just a nice option to to have. I think he was I think he was man of the match in the end. I think it was probably just about about right. Um Dicey Graham always gonna get on the scoreboard, always gonna be like busy. Um it's nice to see. And then I think a few a few other players in the forwards. Um like I thought Rambo had a pretty good game. I thought actually most of the front row, I thought Skinner was good. Um and Darge captaining was was an interesting selection. Um and I think overall he was probably the standout forward. Um and we'll get on to it, but that whole back row selection in the World Cup now is looking really interesting and it looks as if there's gonna be some pretty like difficult conversations to some players. So yeah, overall I think you you take the win, a bit of you know, some some game time for various players. But it yeah, I think we'll learn a lot more from these France games, hopefully. Just on the, I guess on Healy, I feel like Healy was good at what we know he does pretty well, which is kind of mainly kicking, but also, I guess, throwing his body around. He was actually, you know, quite willing to kind of get stuck in in defence, but felt like an attack. There just wasn't really a, a clear um, view of what Scotland were trying to do, struggled to get phases together. And then I guess that 9, 10, 12, you know, Ali Price had a relatively poor game. But it felt like between nine, ten, and twelve, there was a real lack of cohesion. Which I guess appreciate it's uh, sort of first match of pre-season, but at the same time, you know they've been together for quite a long time. So I guess you sort of felt there probably be a, a little bit more um, to see. But at the same time, you know, ultimately Ben Healy, not the worst sort of. Uh, is that his first cap at Murrayfield? I think he came on against Italy at the end of. The last six nations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the, the first start. The new the new caps were Henderson and um McDowell. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Both of whom you would probably think of outside shots, probably not in the thirty three when we get there. So good, the, to get them, seem, good to get them in the mix. I've heard so many people, both within the SOU, either on like the SOU podcast or in like SOU um, sort of well, you know, when Townsend's kind of talking to the press and the only player they specifically talk about being a good trainer seems to be Stafford McDowell. There's like so much comments around him always be really good yeah. in training, really good in training. Um, <laughs> which, I don't know, it's it's kind of an interest. I, I don't know how much of that's just trying to kind of like build up confidence in what is still like a relatively young player or whether actually he's really crushing it in training <laughs> um and obviously then it was a bit sad to see although he didn't have a particularly poor game i guess felt like that was kind of his opportunity to really kind of make a mark um and he didn't quite sort of uh nail it i think it's interesting what you're saying about the amount of time they've had together and those players and not sort of showing exactly what they could do on the pitch and i think the SOU have been releasing all these like training behind the scenes videos in the World Cup camp. <laughs> when you watch the videos, they look like the All Blacks. Like I know it's it's unopposed and stuff, <laughs> but they look so good. And I know I guess it just it just shows that when like the the difference when the pressure comes on. And I think I think the weather made quite a big difference as well. Like the ball was slippery. Um, and I suppose to someone like McDowell, you've got like as you say Healy, who maybe isn't like a fit obviously isn't a fin in terms of how he plays or even a Hastings and then Harris outside you who is 
you know, more of a solid defensively minded player, you can, it's difficult for him to show exactly what he's he can he can bring. Whereas I suppose if he had someone like Hugh Jones outside him, he could maybe sort of get him to get into the game a little bit more, for instance. Yep, well, we'll see if he gets any more any more game time across this um, this series. Um, anything else to note from Italy, or do you want to just look forward into France? I think, yeah, look forward to France. I think I feel like, and and rightly, everyone's been a bit like, yeah, it was a bit shit, but let's sort of move on. But I do think Italy were a very, very, very poor team, like worse than normal. For Italy, yeah, <laughs> you know, they were properly shit. Um, it's not their best team, though. No, no, I, I completely agree. And I think just as you sort of try to build a bit of momentum into um, into the World Cup, it would have been nice just to see a little bit more. But appreciate yeah. your point. It's Scotland's second team, relatively shit conditions. You know, I said coming off preseason, so I don't want to be sort of too critical. But um, but yeah, it's. Uh, a tad worrying, but we're bringing the we're bringing the the A squad to uh, to France. I was gonna so. say, yeah, this is if that's if that's our B team, Matt. Looking at this Scotland team: Showman, Ashman, Ferguson, Gray, Richie Gray, Gilchrist, Ferguson, Watson, Dempsey, Ben White, Russell, Tuivasa, Jones, Duhan, Darcy, and Blair Kinghorn. Is that as close to full noise as we can get at the moment? I think so. I think the within within that, there's maybe a bit of debate around um, Hooker, and then maybe one of the second rows and in the back row where Richie's obviously captain, and in some people's mind would be a first pick. But I think on the whole, like that's our strongest team probably yeah and i think probably what like in in 95 percent positions most fans would would select and i think there is an argument that given richie's recent form good as good a player he, as he is mm. a, a figerson watson dempsey back row i think you can debate the balance and whether you know figerson's not a six in the same mold as as richie but maybe you can adapt things there um, to make that balance work, but arguably it's a better run on side as a result. I think you're maybe, and maybe with Darge there, for instance, instead of Watson, that's getting your best possible players into the team somehow. Mm. Um, so yeah, apart from that, I think it, it looks pretty nailed on that that will be our starting team against the Springboks. It's interesting. Do you, it feels like Dempsey. He obviously had a really strong kind of Six Nations off the bench, has been sort of strong for Glasgow. I I wonder if they just see him as, as the main way, as the best, he's the best forward in terms of getting front football and getting over the gain line. And I just wonder how important that is going to be, especially against South Africa in that first matchup, just to kind of give us a chance of kind of getting Finn and, and that backline firing. And so I wonder if they want to try and get Ferguson and Dempsey into that starting pack if possible so it'd be interesting to see how they sort of work together against against ultimately even though it's a kind of second french pack it's still half the la rochelle pack plus walkie denver bamba 
and a few others. So it's a pretty A big and B world class pack that they're up against. Yeah, and I think um, reflecting on Vegas in a six, like you could maybe argue in the last Six Nations where he was arguably his best Six Nations so far for Scotland. Like, although he did do a lot of carrying, it was maybe more in the tight and actually probably the, if you look at his stats they're probably more reflective of a six like a, a load of tackles a load of rucks hit etc so maybe actually that balance kind of works it's not like too much of a a change really i guess the issue then is is are you happy with richie at seven on the assumption that jimmy richie is a captain and b has to start well i would maybe question that assumption and think that if if you're going with Ferguson at six and Dempsey at eight, for instance, then Darge is the man, form-wise, that would come in. Um, and then I think Watson obviously has just so much credit in the bank that I, I don't think Richie will miss out. But I think if there's an argument for around having your strongest team out there that he misses out. Not misses out on the squad, but just misses out. No, on the just of, of the starting 15, sorry. Yeah, yeah, starting both, yeah, yeah. We're probably overthinking it, and it's just they've moved Fakers into six because Richie's injured. So well, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if it, if it works, like, I don't know. I don't think it's the most outlandish thing. But then I suppose you've got to think of the knock-on effect in terms of captaincy and just get very comfortable with the idea that Russell is your captain going to World Cup, Finny, which is... Vinny Ross, baby. Finn is, Russell, El Capitan. It is, it is quite a thought, that. It's, it's such a good humble pie 15 for Gregor, having to make him captain as well. <laughs> and having to play Kinghorn at 15 as well. He's like, fuck's sake. Like, all <laughs> yeah, my hard work for the last few years. <laughs> Looking back pretty... at all his comments in the media. If if Adam Hastings doesn't get injured versus Fiji nine months ago, does Finn Ro- is Finn Russell captain in this match? Oh, such a great um, <laughs> sliding. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting one. You don't know whether he would have just been brought back in for the Six Nations or whether uh, Hastings might have sort of continued on. But it's uh, what, what what do you think is Tooney's logic? I mean, hug him tight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's obviously been a vice captain throughout the Six Nations, and I suppose with Hog dropping out of the squad, maybe he's just the next tab off the rank. And and um, I think Gilchrist is playing as well, isn't he? Yeah, that but was Gilchrist, what surprised Gilchrist me. was a vice captain, so yeah. And, and Gilchrist has captained under Tooney. Because mm. I, ag- I agree, if Gilchrist isn't there and Scott Cummings is in, for example, then there isn't a natural captain to sort of step up. You know, even someone like a Watson hasn't really done much captaincy. But because Grant Gilchrist was in there, I would have assumed that he would have taken the captain's armband and, and you know, still they would have might have had Russell as a vice captain. What do, what do you think of the multiple vice captains? Kind of, I, I, I think you have one vice captain, is my general view, my traditional view on vice captains. But I mean, is it? It seems yeah. as if, sorry, it seems as if these days, like 
you've got your you probably have like your pack leader and then like your line out leader yeah. or whatever it is so you might as well make them a vice captain what like, are we getting what, what, really what are we getting from Tupelo? what's Tupelosi getting as vice captain what's he what's he offering i mean yeah. <laughs> it's an hard inflation, question, but i mean an inflationary vice captain environment yeah pro- probably yeah i don't i don't like Le- it though leadership and direction dave leadership yeah. and direction is that what we're, that is that what he's offering i'm sure he does. yeah you assume i guess he he's in the leadership group because i i guess they still talk about this like five six person leadership group that they have a lot of the time um but yeah, yeah I, is he, is I, he I, in that don't know i, I agree he it was feels... one of the he was one of the groups that went out after the italy game i know that is a group that he was involved in <laughs> yeah leadership he led them out that's the leader he led them out <laughs> On to, I mean, on, I mean, on the Russell thing, in our in our podcast previously, we talked about the sort of the 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 backroom deal that Finn, Gregor, and Mark Dodson had to do to basically get through the World Cup. And this is it. This is the output <laughs> of the sauna session. The sauna. <laughs> yeah, this was clause eight. If Jamie <laughs> Ritchie is, is injured. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 written in um, that he has to get a shot as captain. Do, do you think there is this this idea that obviously you know sort of thing he's like a father now and he's sort of maturing where Townsend's like if I give him the captaincy it sort of like forces him to kind of like really raise his standards or do you think you're again just reading too much into it and actually he is just a natural leader plays at ten it makes sense. I guess you know, I think, every time this sort of comes up, everyone he plays with always says that he works really hard and like has a huge amount of respect. Particularly the French guys that he played with always used to say that about him. So maybe he does, but then, but then Finn himself chats about how little he does in the gym and how he like eats skittles. Yeah. <laughs> and he has like a fi- a five guys like pre pre like yeah. Calcutta cup. So <laughs> I'm always a little unsure which which direction to go in. Yeah. I could see him. I could see him leading from like a tactical perspective, and like leading the attack, obviously, and and driving them around the pitch. I suppose it's just the. I know when the chips are down, and there's more of that, like just kind of pure leadership required. Is it? Is like, it a Ben like, Stokes? I, I kind of is this a Ben Stokes yeah. inspired appointment? Yeah, possibly. So we're going to play kind of. Tuny ball, what's that? Tuny ball, dodd ball, dodd ball. Dodd ball. I like it. But I guess on that, just thinking about you know what style of play Scotland might go with, you know, thinking about that South Africa and Ireland game, I did think whether they might appreciate they've sort of um, tried to play the fastest brand of rugby in the world, and and we ended up going out in the group stages in. In Japan, but I, I did think they might try and do something a little bit more expansive, given given the opposition. And I think probably one of the uh, things that deflated me a little bit about the match on Saturday was just how bad the handling was. And I, again, appreciate yeah. it's a greasy ball, but at the same time, it it was really really poor. So again, ho- hopefully that's something that sort of picks up a little bit, just based on the fact that we've got another game and and it's sort of the again the A team that's going out. Do you want to pick our squads for the Six Nations? Do you, do you want to do you want to 
look ahead to the France game itself, or? Sorry, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's all right, that's all right. I mean, I'd I'd be Um, lying if I said I knew a great deal about a lot of the French players. You you were sandbagging the French team, (laughs) and then I looked at it, and I was like, I don't know any of these players, but I'm going to Google them very quickly. (laughs) And and half the pack is La Rochelle pack, (laughs) basically. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that's a very... Very good point. I mean, I, I just think on 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 paper, it, this is our strongest possible team, pretty much. Um, and the fact that the French don't have um, Dupont, Intermac, Fiku, Villemse, Jalange, Cross, Olivon. And, and granted, they're they're still replaced by the the depth in France is in France is ridiculous. So maybe that's our level, like playing a second <laughs> second choice French fifteen, which I think ultimately that's what it is, right? Um, but I, I think as, I think as as a result, if we can't beat this French team, I, I, that doesn't necessarily mean we're 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 no hopers in the World Cup. But I think it makes us, I think we should be slight favourites going into it. I, I do get that, and I think I think it is correct. I just, my fear is is the French depth is so good, and you remember when the French seconds even a couple of years ago played England in like the Autumn Nations Cup and and nearly beat them. That uh, I don't want. I don't like the idea of going in being like, oh, we should like we should definitely win this. It's uh, I feel like it's going to be a really really tough game, um, and actually if we do win it, that's that's actually pretty pretty great i mean I, I saw someone on twitter say that it's like a bit of a lose-lose in that we're favorites and as a result if we lose then it's like well what the hell are we doing in this world cup and even if we win <laughs> it's like well you beat like a team with a guy who's is the 13 making his debut yeah his debut he yeah. was he played under 26 nations yeah. yeah when we've got a very experienced first string team yeah no i think like that french backline apart apart from Dulan and uh, jalabert is like an average age of 21 and like three caps so <laughs> it's uh it's very fresh and we are officially favorites according to the betting markets we are one point favorites which is lovely to see which yeah again after all we've said and given it it's at home <laughs> yeah is a bit disappointing. I guess maybe you can look at it in the lens of it's quite disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I've been just I've been just looking at the the team while you guys have been chatting, and and like it's a very serious starting fifteen, and actually eighty percent of the bench is really good, but there's still and this is the problem with Scotland. There's just that residual twenty percent. We just can't quite get an absolute full noise twenty three together yet. Because I think who, if you look, who are you, who are you talking about specifically? Who are you sandbagging? Cherry and Batty off the bench are not of a I, they're not of that absolute top tier international rugby pedigree, right? I'd put, I'd put Nell in that category as well. Bless him. Yeah, but Nell has done it, and he can come on and do twenty men's. True. And like even I mean like I think Ollie Smith's a very good player, but he's very green. Yeah, I think you're right. But then you got Cummings, Dodge, Horn, Redpath. Yeah, happy with all that. 
but don't know. Don't know, man. That's You're not convinced about that front row, Dave. You what? You're not convinced about that front row. The 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 bomb squad. The bomb Jerry squad Bat- coming Jerry on. Jerry Batty and now coming on. Yeah. Not quite. Hopefully pretty solid in the pack. Hopefully pretty just pretty solid yeah, in the scrum. Yeah, yeah. Hold up. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be and it'll be interesting to see. This is a big this is a big game for Ashman, I think, in that he's probably of the of the sort of the contending hookers, probably the third. If Turner's is the is the sort of the de facto sort of hooker, where would you put Rambo in that? Probably second. And then Cherry and Ashman sort of um, knocking around for the third slot. What we can do is we get to a squad. I probably would have had yeah. Rambo at the start, fourth. Yeah, but, but uh, I think he's making a bit of a late push. He's making. I think he's making a, making a surge. I I can I wonder whether it's the starting spot is is Turner or Ashman's, and then you probably just have Rambo mm. on the bench. I feel like no Rambo could what. play could could at a push. And maybe the same with Turner as well. Probably do a stint in the back row. Yeah. No. Whereas Cherry, and I think even Ashman probably could. I think Ashman might have even played a little bit of eight for the under-20s at some point. Um, whereas Cherry, probably not. I think what one to, one to consider for the weekend is it's probably going to be raining. Or at least have rained during the day. So cool. we might have a similar vibes to last week where I think it's going to be a slippy ball. So it'd be interesting to see how that pack does against admittedly a B pack, but a pretty big and scary pack at that. <laughs> um, especially for, you know, someone like an Ashman, right? Who's going yeah. to be under pressure on yeah. the line out and maybe doesn't quite have that bulk and size of um, of your your normal sort of international hooker. Well, should we use that as a jumping off point into our squads then for the? Uh, say, what what is your prediction for the game? Yeah, I I think that, Scotland will win by I think Scotland will win by five, but I don't think it'll be a classic. I think we'll just we'll get over the line just through having a greater experience and a lot more familiarity in those combinations whereas France I'm sure you know full of talent but that team that overall selection is is pretty green yeah I can see I, I, I don't know I'm I'm nervous I'm nervous Ob- that we obviously lose it and then we're I'm nervous that we lose it and then we're sort of really I'm just you know, this World Cup is just. I'm, I'm trying not to allow myself to think that this World Cup is over before it begins, and we're just sort of careering towards that group exit. But I don't know. I'm really struggling to light that fire and get behind it. But everything you've said has convinced me, Matt. We should win this. If the bookies think that we're favourites, that never usually proves any problem for us. So, uh, yeah, why not? Scotland by six. Let's go. Did I'm going to like push myself forward. Did George Gregan not convince you about how dangerous Scotland rugby can be? I mean, he's not a hundred percent wrong, but I do think for us to put thirty points on South Africa is like you know a 
extinction level event in terms of like sort of the threat level you know i think we're talking like a sort of every once in a thousand years right to be to be fair i'd say looking at form of sort of south africa and, and ireland i appreciate obviously south africa is a lot more recent i think increasingly our sort of view that south africa might be the easier game is, is likely true you know they they've not been amazing yeah. they, well, they, they pumped oz obviously but oz are complete not in a great place but then i feel like new zealand quite convincingly beat them and then they just squeezed past argentina at the week at the weekend and, and that argentina team is good but it's not that good um obviously it'd be interesting to see how south africa do across the the rest of the uh the um the championship but it it still feels like that is that game out the gate has got to be <laughs> the one to go after and then as we yeah. said we'll lose we'll lose tonga <laughs> yeah how do we want to look at the squads so it's it's 33 this year it was 31 in 2019 alan when we were talking a little bit offline you said that it's getting to 31 is difficult how did you find getting to 33 yeah i i think 31 would have been real tough I think 33 outside of a couple of sort of edge cases, whether it's like your third tight head prop or um, even your second fly half. I think it's broadly relatively easy. I've I've gone for the the 19-14 split, so I'm um, I'm slightly heavy on the forwards, but it feels yeah. like off the back of South Africa, Tonga, and Romania, and then Ireland. The forwards are going to be having a relatively tough time, especially in the, the, in the yeah the southern French heat. So um, I think sort of stacking up and just going for three in loose head hooker and tight head is probably the right way to go. I think you're probably right, Matt. Out of that 33, how many genuine sort of spots do you think are up for grabs? So like you know, how many do you think? How many people in the squad do you think are already on the plane? And these sort of warm-up games are more about game time rather than like decision making for for Tooney and the rest of the coaches. Yeah, I think it's probably more the the the, the former that it's pretty settled. I mean, I, th- I think if you look at the the squad and look at who the bolters would be, probably someone like Cam Henderson, who I just don't think is going to break up that sort of four. Um, there's there's four second rows who've played quite a lot under Tooney recently, and the fact that Skinner, for instance, and even Cummings at a push could play in the back row, mm. like I, I think he'll he'll probably miss out. Um, I think your third um, tight head is probably a straight shootout between Sebastian and Walker. I think Sebastian might edge it just because he's a bit more experienced and seems to be a pretty solid scrummager. Um, I mean, I think everyone seems to like Jamie Doobie, but I think White Price and, and Horn is, is pretty nailed on. I, I just don't, and then I don't think that Stafford McDowell has probably done quite enough to, to force his way in. I can't really think of many sort of bolters beyond that. Mm. So Alan, let's start, let's start with props then. Are you taking six? Six props. 
my I've got five definites and then one probable. So my five definites so, are, which I think definite. we might broadly be in agreement with, Pierre Schumann, Sutherland, Batty, Xander, WP Nell, five definites, Yavin Sebastian, my probable. I've, yeah. I've got the same. Yeah. I, I, I actually had Walker in there just because I think the SRU are investing a lot of time in him. And... <laughs> I, I I just think he's he's fronting up like video campaigns for them online. Yeah, I I, I think they've got yeah. pegged as as going. Look, and Yavan, I don't know. I've never seen him in any sort of content. If if I wanted a long term <laughs> investment, Murphy Walker's your guy. Yeah, this is the here yeah. this is the here and now, and Yavin can hold up a scrum. Can you I imagine like... opening a packet of stickers and getting a Yavan Sebastian shiny? Like, oh, oh, God. Yeah, this is so bad. <laughs> he was all right when it came on, though. Well, I mean, in, in the scrum. In the scrum, in the loose. I think you just say, look, lad, just get your head down. Scrummage, please. Yeah. But Everything else is... is a bonus. But he was he was solid against Italy. That's, like, no mean feat. I guess I'm just looking at the lens of WP Nell picks up a niggle. Two two days out before the South Africa match, I think you want Yavin yeah. on the bench rather than Murphy Walker coming on when the bomb squad from South Africa are coming on. Yeah, you know. <laughs> imagine imagine Ferguson got injured and it was like Nell and Sebastian against the overall Nell and might Sebastian. that South Africa. Yeah, Nell and Sebastian. Nell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> tribute tribute act. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. That that would that's scarier to be fair. I think in that scenario, again, you're just going to be like, lads, nothing in the loose. All you got to do <laughs> is focus on each scrum. That's all we need. And you can maybe and... be like the guard guard defender. You, that's the only place yeah. you can defend. <laughs> I, I know we talk an awful lot about like the, the issues with like importing players and things like that. But we have had front row issues on front row issues for the whole time we've been doing this podcast. Why have we not been finding more WP nails and things like that to come and fill these, these gaps? We just we just can't seem. We've been getting a lot of success behind the scrum, but well, I guess pure human. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And Yavin. <laughs> are all in, are all in some Yeah, respect, I know, but so. Yavin, come on. Yeah, Yavin's kind of just, I think, someone who, like, I don't think the SAU really knew about. He just happened to be Scots qualified. Um, yeah. Didn't, didn't they bring over... But Obviously, the rules have changed now since Schumann. But wasn't 
De, Leon De Bruyne. I can't remember if he's loose or tight head. The Edinburgh guy. Yeah, Leon brought, Bruyne, o- yeah. brought over as a potential. True. But I actually can't remember if he's loose or tight. But I agree. I think that's why they've put so much faith in Murphy Walker. Because there's yeah. not really anyone else. Who's You're right, like, qualified that, now. That, like nightmare scenario of like Murphy Walker having to start against South Africa or something like that. Or Ireland is, yeah, it's quite, uh, quite the scary, two, isn't it? The two biggest risks for Scotland are Xander Ferguson getting injured or Finn Russell getting injured. Yeah, like yeah in, I think you're right. Those are the those are the two scenarios where we we really don't quite have um, good enough quality to to fill in. Yeah. So that's right. our, that's our props. We've managed to we've managed to stumble our way through a discussion on props without any glaring errors. Although I'm sure we'll be told about them online tomorrow. Hookers, we've kind of touched upon. Matt, who did you have? Yeah, I've I've gone with Turner, Ashman, and and Rambo. Um, yeah, same for me. I just, I think they're, I think Ashman and Turner are your your one and two. Probably, sorry, Turner probably one, Ashman two. But then, I actually wouldn't mind seeing Ashman start. I don't think. And then I think Rambo has been seems to be playing pretty well recently, and like, it's just he's quite a nice option to have, I suppose. Alan, you're gonna make the case for for Cherry? No, Cherry is a great <laughs> man, but he's not in my squad. Yeah, I, if he if he's there if he's there because of injury, I think it's he's not a bad third choice hooker to take. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Second rose. Taking four: Richie, Grant Gilchrist, Cummings, and then Skinner is the second row. Yep, same. And then I guess in theory, like Luke Crosby can cover. If needed, worst has case he played? Scenario. Has he played in the second row before? I I don't know. If I'm honest. I <laughs> I, th- I think so. <laughs> and I I feel like against a Romania, if you had to, you yeah. can sort of like make that happen. Um, but it's uh, yeah, that was um. I don't I don't think he's ever played in the second in the second row. I'm just <laughs> just through a go- just through a quick Google, it says that. Luke Crosby, Robbie World, 10 things you should know about him. He started playing in the second row, but under 18 level switched to the back row has never looked back. I added that last bit, but... So yeah. he's got experience? I, I feel like Livingston at like under 17, so... <laughs> I, I don't know. Strong youth setup, so I think we might be all right. <laughs> and you think you're yeah, start, who, who's your starting second... The starting second row pairing of Richie and, and Gil, Richie Gray and Gilchrist? I'm still team Cummings. I, yeah. I, do, but I just I want to see Cummings steaming onto the ball and knocking it on. Like an, early, <laughs> an early exchange against South Africa. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. That's just, really yeah. Just like the most insane, like, out to in, 30-meter <laughs> yeah, yeah. line. It's like just, sick it, it, line, and then he always bundles it. I know. Yeah. And he looks so <laughs> upset when he does every time yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm team. I'm still. I think I, I personally I think Gilchrist, sort of, Yeah. Personally, I think yeah. Gilchrist is. No, like, I think Gilchrist will. He's your the lineout guru as well. That I think he's actually he's pretty important to that team overall. Increasingly, so. I thought Richie Gray was a lineout guru. Is that in defence? 
So Richard Gray's like your defensive lineup guru and Grant Gilchrist is attacking. Gilchrist is lineout captain. I made that up, but I think from I think I recall that he's sort of like the lineout leader. Lineout captain is another example of like the inflation of captaincy. It's the inflationary market, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Handing out, yeah. handing out these little stickers to people. Um, back row. Probably I've gone. There's a little bit of little bit of debate, but not that much really. <laughs> well, I've I've picked. I've ended up picking five, but I think I've probably got room for another. Did you pick six, Alan? Yeah, I've got six. I've got Richie, Matt Ferguson, Darge, Dempsey, Watson, Luke Cosby. Sorry, go, say, that, say that again. Jamie Richie, Matt Ferguson, oh, I didn't put down. I didn't put down Richie. That's good to start. <laughs> <laughs> I think obviously you know Christie's now injured. The only other one really is is Bayless, who obviously scored a pretty sweet try. Um, yeah. And uh, but. I don't know, it feels like... No, if you have 31, it becomes a much tougher conversation because you've got to probably look at dropping one of Crosby or Watson, you think? But no, it's yeah. 33. It just feels like a bit of a no-brainer to take all, to take all six. Yeah, I think, as you say, I think Bayless has always like shown up reasonably well for Scotland, but it does tend to be in those sort of Italy or yeah. autumn, autumn test games. And I think... Andy Christie was such a kind of great idea, like coming from Saracens, being able to play across the back line. Um, but I, I don't think he's quite made his mark. And I also think the players that you've mentioned are all probably overall better than him. So I don't think there's anyone else that I'd really consider there. Andy Christie's still young. He's only 24. He's got, you know, if he's got time, it's a bit of breakthrough. But yeah. Hard to argue with those six, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's a bit of a no-brainer. Your harder your harder discussion is narrowing it down to three. Yeah, the six uh, into the back line. White just on, just on that is. No do goal. you think out of those six, let's strip captaincy away? Do you think that the most likely starter is Matt Ferguson? Probably the most nailed on. Yeah. Either at eight or if you, if you strip, six. Yeah, I, I'd say increasingly Darge is a nailed-on starter. It's a big uh, game for Watson this weekend to sort of remind him, remind us that he is absolutely class. Yeah, no, agreed. I, I, I'm sort of with you, I think, Matt, on, on Darge. I feel like he, he just gives us a point of difference, especially against like a big South African or Irish pack. That he can good feet can get over the ball. Um, yeah. Interesting. Again, purely on content. If you're looking at content, the SO you're pushing Darge as well. Yeah. And I'm not saying it, that like the social media managers are picking the team, but they might be in the room reminding <laughs> Tooney that they, they've got some, they've got a TikTok channel that needs content. I I was wondering whether Darge gets made captain post World Cup. He's starting to look like Sam Warburton, so it's uh, he does he does a bit actually. <laughs> it's almost like that young sort of generational back row. Obviously, Darge is like a hundred times better than Sam Warburton. Um, <laughs> already, already, he's achieved more. You could argue. Yeah. 
<laughs> Scrum ass. It's tough for Richie though, like having sort of it was emotional and like obviously probably behind closed doors a little bit like niggly for him to take the captaincy off Hog in the manner in which it happened. To then if he doesn't sort of follow through to be captain for the World Cup and just sort of loses his place. It's a tough like sort of six month stretch. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, and I th- but I think there are there's question marks over both his form and whether he yeah. is actually that great a captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Do do you change your captain just before a World Cup? It's probably not been done that often before. It's definitely never been done by a side that has gone on to like trouble the knockout stages. I don't think. No. But Tooney's a maverick, so maybe you got to do something different. Yeah. Uh, nines, White, Price, and Horn. Yeah. I think. Anyone make as... the Adobe case? Adobe, once again, Adobe's got, like, great... He's got an internal push in the SRU. They love him, yeah. I think. He's, like, a bit of a golden boy. But I, just, I think White's on great form. Price, although he's not been playing that well recently. Money you know, in the was, bank. Was money in the bank, was playing for the Lions not that long ago. Yeah. And I think Horn, Horn just offers something a little bit different and has probably never really let down Scotland. And they're all a lot more experienced. So I You think just we, know, you know that Horn is starting against Romania and getting a hat-trick. Oh, or yeah. Something like that. Like, he's just... In that sort of game, he'll be electric. Yeah, definitely. Not to say that Jamie Doby couldn't necessarily do that, but I think they're slightly Doby's different players. But... Twenty-two. Yeah. Yeah. He's just got time. And we think Ben White's just—he's a—he's a starter. He's a lock. Yeah. I think he's one of the first names in the team sheet. No, I'm, I'm, I'm. I think I'm. I think I agree. And then I guess there's a question on who do you want coming off the bench? Is it that sort of pace and, and dynamism of Horn, or is it sort of Price who brings, I guess these days, a little bit more of that sort of stability, normally um, top-tier sort of box kicks, etc. I lean probably towards Horn. I think, yeah, yeah I don't it's a difficult one. I think, as as Dave was saying, I think Price has still just got that edge in terms yeah. of what he's done for Scotland in the not-too-distant past. Start, um, started started tests against South Africa for the Lions, or started one test. Yeah, no. Happy either way, right? Tens. So, Finn, captain, who have you gone for your second man, Alan? I actually changed it just before. I originally had Hastings, and I've changed it to Healy. Mainly because yeah. I think I would choose Hastings, but I think Tooney's going to choose Healy. I think Healy has been... Healy is a strategic venture, you know? I think there's been... They've they've got him in for a particular reason. I think this is probably it. He is the old glory of Ireland. <laughs> 
Let's hope he delivers a little bit more ROI. But. Yeah. Yeah, didn't they write didn't they write off like ninety percent of that investment? So <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it doesn't turn out the same way. I guess my case my case for Hastings was A up until his injury, he was, you know, starting ten. And Tuna himself yep. was, was was fairly happy with it going into matches against sort of New Zealand and Argentina. He was playing fairly well. He's been playing pretty well for Gloucester at ten. I think that Hastings is the sort of player that is never like phased by international rugby. You know, even when Finn yeah. got kind of cut from the squad and he got drafted in for yeah. that Ireland match away, he actually played really well in like, extremely tough conditions, both in terms of like who you're playing against, but also just from a psychological standpoint. You know, coming in, being shipped in for like for Finn in that environment is really tough. I think he's the sort of player that almost kind of like raises his game, kind of like the harder, the bigger the match. And at the same time, I think if Finn does go down, it feels like from a game plan standpoint, Hastings is a much more natural replacement than Ben Healy. Yeah. So I I think I would go for Hastings if it was my squad, but it does feel like Ben Healy and is going to take up that that second ten spot. Yeah. I love yeah, I, I, yeah, I kinda I'd written put Hastings in brackets and then I sort of ummed and ahed. Part, part of me would prefer to take him. I think if he if he hadn't had that bad injury against Fiji um, a year ago, wherever, wherever it was, I feel like that sort of like dented just his his time in the Scotland squad. Whereas like, you know, I think even two years ago or so, you would, you would say he's like the nailed on backup. Um, I suppose whether this is uh, backed up by the stats 100%, I, I think Healy might be a slightly more reliable goal kicker, which could come into it. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that's likely the case. Probably, right? I, I think Hastings' percentage is actually still pretty decent. Um, I think also with like the kind of the versatility through the squad of Kinghorn, for instance, like. Hastings obviously play ten and fullback, but because Kinghorn can do the same, it's not that's not quite as valuable now. So you can kind of afford to take two out and out tens in Russell and Healy. Well, Russell could play twelve, I suppose, and then have Kinghorn as like your other option, who can who probably play the game in a pretty similar way to to Hastings, if you know if it's that in case of emergency break glass situation. No, again, I think I think you're, a lot of that makes sense. I feel a little bit bad for Hastings just because, I guess, given all the injuries, you thought he would have got maybe one run at 10 for Scotland. And maybe he'll yeah. get the, the Georgia game, but you, you'd think they'll probably keep Finn in for the away match in France, especially if France shift to the sort of like their full noise team. Yeah. So likely the only chance he might get is the Georgia game at home, which, you know, you're kind of based. I'm not even quite sure when they're going to be announcing their squads, but sort of feels by that point that I imagine most of the decisions have been made. And again, it's, it's, it's I was going to say, it's it's not the greatest of opposition. Obviously they beat Wales last year. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it doesn't, doesn't feel like he's quite had a chance post that injury against Fiji to really sort of make his claim 
um, for that Scott, that kind of second 10 spot. He must have been pretty pissed off when Healy suddenly emerged in the woodwork as yeah. well. Like, come on. Come on, man. Just wait till <laughs> after the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. let, let a brother go to France. <laughs> Um, in the in the centres, we were, I think we were talking offline a little bit. Does Harris Jones Redpath to Pilotu pick itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else, I, I what think, else can you say, really? We obviously chatted about Stafford McDowell, but it feels like you you take one of Stafford or Cam Redpath. Yeah, and Cam Redpath is really proven at that level, isn't he? Or off the back of like a few performances, anyway. Yeah, I think so. I just don't. Th- I don't think you like gain that much more by putting McDowell ahead of Redpath. Yeah, I, I, I agrees. And I, I'm probably sort of over overthinking it. There is always assumption that like Cam Redpath is like a Tooney type player, and that Tooney. You know, given the fact that he sort of shipped Cam Redpath in for that Calcutta Cup match, you know, clearly has a lot of faith in in his abilities and his potential as a as a twelve. So I still think if Cam and actually he looked relatively good coming off the bench right at the weekend. So it feels like Tooney is a fan of Cam Redpath, and and ultimately if he if he's firing, he's he's going to be in that in that squad. I guess there is a question mark around whether. One of Cam Redpath or Chris Harris can can break up the Hoopla two um, combo. Yeah, L- likely not, but maybe I, more. I don't, li- I don't. I don't think so. Feels like that's pretty set now. That'd be pretty set for the first game. I would have thought. Yeah. The the only I think the only way you could, I think you allow Scotland to maintain the same attacking approach if Finn is playing then maybe Redpath comes in ahead of Tupelotu for whatever reason. But I couldn't see Tupelotu and Harris, for instance. So I was going to say, do you, is there a chance that you do Redpath 12 and shift Tupelotu to 13? Does that still give you that kind of like... Tupelotu can still operate as that kind of like hard-running centre. Possibly, don't obviously, Redpath doesn't quite have the kind of breaking the game line abilities of Jones, but then it kind of gives you that second distribution option that maybe we might have lost a little bit with Hoggy leaving. Not sure. Probably trying to force it a little bit, but yeah, no. Uh, it's good to make the case. Good to hear the case. <laughs> I think I think two two Pelota though gives you obviously this the second playmaker. And I think Jones is actually a decent enough distributor. Uh, unless he's in like a Broken play two on one, which he loves to butcher. He loves to butcher. He does, but yeah. But I, f- I then, feel like he he's he's skillful enough and aware enough player to be able to link with a Duhan, for instance, or or Darcy Graham. Yeah, and I guess ultimately you've got you can have Kinghorn coming in from fifteen, who ultimately, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, whilst yeah. he might not have been amazing, he, you know, he's good enough to play a pretty good standard at ten, so he can kind of come in. And um, acts a little bit as that kind of second distribution where needed. He was amazing. Come on, we all know he was he was great in that role. Like, Let's rewrite. Just rewrite. Just, rewrite the history. I don't now know what. I don't know why people are so scared to put Kinghorn at twelve. It 
it's it's still there. <laughs> There's still a chat. He's still young enough. Ten hasn't quite worked. Fifteen doesn't quite work. Wing doesn't quite work. It's 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 the last but obvious option. Um, but I think I'll uh, I'll be left sort of like Abe Simpson, just like shouting into the clouds for the rest <laughs> of my life. So um, going into the back three, Darcy and Duhan couldn't be more nailed on. And I had Stain. Yeah. 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 I couldn't really make a I couldn't really make a credible case for anybody else. There isn't one. No, that's the thing. <laughs> it does. It does not exist. <laughs> and I think um, that you've got with like Kinghorn and Smith there, for instance. Like they could probably play on the wing if if need needed. Yeah. Jones could play on the wing or a fullback if needed. So I think they, yeah. that that back three kind of picks itself now, I think. Yeah, and that's it. Your fullbacks, Kinghorn and Smith, are the only two that are, are available, really. There's, like, genuinely no room. Yeah, yeah I'm just looking late, at the squad a late now. Surge, a late surge from Maitland is what we need. And for some reason, I I thought I knew that he might be injured as well. So, I think yeah. I think he is. I mean, he's not he's not in the current training squad or anything like that. So, either through injury or whatever. Yeah, it feels like it is hasn't been any, for a while. But yeah, is there anybody out there that could that could surprise us? I just look, I was looking back at the 2019 squad and it's like Blade Thompson's in there. You're like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember the that blade thompson time that was that was like interesting but ultimately failed i feel like there's quite high hopes yeah quite sorry quite high hopes for blade thompson back in the day but i mean it's unlikely that they're going to bring in anyone outside of the squad unless there's injuries right yeah exactly yeah there are a few few people on twitter in the past week or so saying like is (laughs) are we gonna do something rogue and like rogue and like bring in finn smith but, well, look, there's a, there's a ten slot in Glasgow now. I think that's the, that's the jigsaw true. that's opened up, that's moved. True, actually. Very well, true. That would be. Oof. Would Miotti be? Would have been on good money. I, don't, I mean, I, it does feel as if like, I, I I presume like some sort of transfer fee would have been arranged, right, in order he, to get him out only, of his contract. He only re-signed for Glasgow. In yeah. Like, may yeah and a transfer fee if it happened that's very rare in, in rugby yeah so maybe he saw the writing was on the wall oh it all adds up ross thompson's playing super six now he also saw the writing was on the wall <laughs> well yeah so is he playing for air show the weekend yeah i think so I, I it's it's to get him game time i'm not saying he's been bitten by glasgow yeah yeah he's no, come no, back from I know, injury I know. But let's roll with that. But as they the story. are basically they are basically saying that it's Tom Jordan and Dunkey Weir for Glasgow next season. And Ross. I think I think Tom's oh, sorry, and Ross Thompson. after this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not it's not that great. It's not great. I would I would make the case it's not great at all. Miotti saw Spud's uh, Bronco score and was like, get me out of here. I can't be <laughs> can't be competing with this shit anyway. Is is Duncan Weir actually still Yep. In the squad, or is he 
you know, he's he's still part of the squad. Yeah, he, I don't think he's even got a Super Six gig. He's not on like a partnership thing. He's just, you know, yeah, he's, Glasgow. Duncan Weir is too. He's like, I'm not stepping down. There's no way I'm doing that. No. But, but yeah. in the Glasgow in the in the Glasgow release, Gav Harper sort of flagged it up on Twitter. He is, and I'm quoting now: for the coming season, Ross Thompson and Duncan Weir will be the specialist tens, with Tom Jordan providing Smith and his coaching team another option at halfback as well as centre. All right. That's a quote from the Glasgow release. It's a bit strange. Come on. Come on, Dodson, get on the phone. Finn Smith is smarting from his snub from the England squad at the moment. He wants fire up, it. Fire, fire up the <laughs> David Lloyd sauna, boy. <laughs> but yeah, there is there is no real, like, there's no sort of, like, great white hope out there, is there, that might appear over the water to join the and, squad. And I don't think there was anything from the under-20s that suggested that anyone's going to sort of suddenly burst onto the scene from the sort of younger age groups, in the sort of short term anyway. No, the under-20s are pretty bad, it seems. It, it was annoying that you, after losing to Uruguay in the semis, that Uruguay didn't even go on to win the trophy. <laughs> yeah. Sp- Spain won the trophy, which, to be fair, the silver lining is, is that Scotland then get the automatic Europe place. Whereas if Spain had lost the final, we would have had to actually qualify uh, for the for the two. second European place in the trophy, <laughs> which so would have been worse. really bad. <laughs> so we're still in. Who would have that been against? I imagine it'd be like, like yeah, your Port- Portugal's, Romania, Germany, because Georgia in the top one, um, and then obviously now yeah. Spain have been promoted. So yeah, probably Romania, Germany, Portugal. Uh, yeah god it's like, so, and the worry is that still i'm not like like in this tournament there's definitely a high chance you lose to one of those teams yeah well even they were saying like japan or a reasonable got, chance japan got relegated from the championship and i, I imagine they're not going to be like a complete walkover next year <laughs> especially versus like the, the quality of teams that were there this year you know there wasn't like a, a top 15 sort of uh or sort of top 12 kind of like um in rugby nation apart from scotland whereas japan going down probably feels like it makes it more difficult than it was this year with like spain and uruguay so yeah maybe we need to do a, at some point a, a deep dive on the the under 20 situation yeah get kenny murray on yeah, Kenny Murray on just be like, mate, what, what is good, please, what's going on? Just tell us, just be Kenny honest. Been on the, Kenny Murray came on in the early days, didn't he, when he was uh, Glasgow assistant? He did. Did he? Did he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, God, we interviewed Kenny that. Murray once. He's one of the earliest ones, like right around the time when like Richard Cockrell called in from his car and was like very yeah. quickly like, who am I speaking to and why am I doing this at 8 p.m. <laughs> on like a, on, on like a Tuesday when... night? It's when there was a chance. It was, I think the SRU were sort of like, there's a chance that these guys are going to become something. And they were testing us out. I th- I'm sure we, we, we had to phone Kenny Murray on his home phone. I was like, this is wild. How are we <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, we did, actually. Yeah, that's what it was. We still got Kenny Murray's home number somewhere. You must have it somewhere. <laughs> I quite like, I quite, I quite like, like that. What's like, going Ken, on, like? Kenny's like, Kenny's like, nah, do, do, do the home line. 
Exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's like, not, you're not getting my mobile, you can have the home phone. No, we're like, we drop a WhatsApp, he's like, only got a home phone, no mobile. <laughs> I'm looking at that 2019 squad, like, the fact that Cordy Reed was still still going on and it was, uh, was bad. 17 of remember- 31 who went to Japan are in the in the sort of the 43 and likely to be going, I would say, within the 33. Um, 17 do you say yeah 17 of 31 so it's actually right. it's about 50 percent sort of turnover should we try and try and try and name it matt yeah so this uh, is the, yeah all right 17 Ro- of the confirmed squad from uh, that actually okay. went to japan all versus right. the ones that are involved still involved in the i guess what it is like the 43 or whatever the number is that are training at the moment all right, I'll open with Xander. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's one, two. No, when um, Grant Gilchrist. Yeah. Sutherland. No. No. Oh, really? Was was his was big break like oh, the I mean, first Dale, Six Nations yeah, it was, after? It was when Pete de Villiers came yeah. in. It was like, why have you not been picking this guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It would have been. Dell, Ra- Reed, someone else. Rambo, Captain. Uh, yeah. Rambo was in the mix, yeah. Jamie Ritchie? Jamie Ritchie was there. And then Watson. Yeah. Matt Fagerson? Is he there? Nope. Is he not there? Ooh. Pricey? Oh, um, George Turner would have been there, right? Uh, yes, George Turner. Horn was there. Harris. Harris Finney Finney was there. Finn. Hastings. Hastings. King King Horn. Hastings. King Horn was there. All right, so that's... Hog. I think Dice Graham was... Oh, sorry. Well, uh, sorry. Uh, Darcy Graham was there as well. I'm pretty sure. Darcy yeah. was there. So you've got 13 on my count. Cummings? Yeah. Hmm. Kyle Stay? I'm trying to work out which ones you've not said. <laughs> so what I... Doohan wasn't right there, was he? I'm concerned I got no. my original original <laughs> I've yeah. got it down for 15 Turner, McAnally, Xander, WP Nell, Gilchrist, Scott Cummings Jamie Ritchie, Hamish Watson um, Ali Price, George Horn, Finn Russell Adam Hastings, Chris Harris, Blair Kinghorn Darcy Graham Yeah Because Hugh Jones didn't make I was, it in the squad, I did I prob- he? I think I probably counted Horn which takes you to 16 uh, It's not Horn, um, Hog Hog okay. takes us to 16 so I think 17 is maybe wrong. There's a chance. <laughs> There's always a chance. Well, do, who's who's the 17th one that we're missing on your books? Uh, I mean, I hadn't actually. I had just counted them up and written 17 <laughs> of 31. So I was I was ill prepared for it to become a quiz. <laughs> Dave Chen. Interesting quirk of like, in when they announced the squad, they did like a little, like a, like a star next to the cap number to say denotes World Cup experience. Which is a sort of a, a denomination that I just thought was really weird. Now looking back on it, just inflation. 
Again. <laughs> Again. Given, given, yeah. It used to just be you got a cap and that was it. And that, yeah, you know, yeah. It's like summer series, summer series experience. <laughs> oh, great. Cheers. But even that squad, you look back at it and like, there's barely any surprises in it based on what 2019 was. I remember like Blade Thompson, but yeah, Duncan Taylor. Yeah, well there you go. That 29 squad that delivered a World Cup exit in the group stages. Yeah, are was, we still the, was... are we still collectively of the view that we're out in the um, we're home and hosed after the group stages? Yes, I think you've got well, to go in the, with that as your base assumption. <laughs> my 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 hope my hope is building just ever ever so slight. I'm I'm trying not to let myself do it, but it's bad. It's George it's George Gregan vid. I was like, oh, Georgie boy. And then did you see the interview that Finn did? And oh, I think it, the headline was in BBC Sport at least, and it was like Scotland are gonna. I think he said go hot. Was that what the phrase was? Yeah, and. Well, don't worry, we'll like go hot for a couple of games and get hot. Yeah, that's what Ro- it was. Get Romania hot. And it sounds like Tom. a kind of Kevin Hart film or something. But he's like, get hot and we'll get out of the pool. And I was like, oh, A, I was like, why the fuck did you say that? And B, like, all right, cool. Let's get hot. I like it. I'm up for getting hot. But I still, I still think if I had to put my money on it, Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> it is a big ask. It's a big ask. But it'll be interesting to see. First step is beating France B this weekend. If we can't beat France B, we're not being South Africa A. Yeah. Away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Away. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's got to be the way that we've got, we've got to look at it that way. Um, that should be good. I'm quite. I I wasn't, and the the Italy game kind of passed me by. But I'm I'm quite looking forward to watching this one actually. I'm. This I'm feels like excited. World Cup warm up proper. Yeah, mm. and then Scotland away at France next week is your classic like eight slash nine p.m. kickoff, like the Saturday night match, which is great because like, especially yeah. now that we've all got kids, because like kids are down, which is actually like a much like <laughs> yeah. Rather than having to force a scenario in which I have to ignore my daughter. Like in that scenario, Moana on the iPad. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. So, um, so now be good. Looking forward to it. Well, we will be. We will be back. We are. The tales of our death have been greatly exaggerated. We will be back throughout this World Cup um, season. You can follow us on Twitter as always at Thistle Rugby Pod. I have just today re-downloaded TikTok and uh to make some sick memes so get those on instagram thistle underscore rugby underscore pod um matt you you thinking about a limited run of the newsletter or what do you reckon I, ha- I have been thinking about it this week actually so i'm not sure when exactly but i will um yeah it's been percolating oh. in my mind so there's there a you lot. Go. there might be something there so a little teaser there just in case subscribe over on substack thistle rugby podcast um, and hey, you might be surprised by a little newsletter at some stage, but we will be there um, and look, on this journey. Scotland for the cup. Shall we? Uh, shall we do a review of the Hoggy career next pod? Yep. Let's stretch out. Let's stretch out a bit. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep keep the fans coming back for more. Yeah. Go keep go keep them coming out. See what see yeah. what see what crops up. Um, but anyway, um, we will be back soon enough. One and done, Matt. Look, one cut. You don't need to edit this. Lovely. You stop now. Yeah. <laughs> 